Welcome to Generation Y. My name is Will. And I'm Jean. And this is a podcast in a community designed to help young adults thrive. Because young adulting is hard, especially now. So we're having conversations that matter to all of us in an attempt to make your life a little bit easier. Today, we're talking about this idea of expectation versus reality and why so often our reality doesn't live up to our expectations. This is the Generation Y Podcast. All right, Gene. Expectation versus reality. So fun. You know what my expectation is for this podcast? It's going to be life-changing. Yeah. So- songs are going to be written. People will be singing of the lore of this. From the mountaintops. Absolutely. I don't know, I don't know how many mountaintops there are. Maybe Jason Derulo will write a song about it. Ooh, Jason Derulo. I do love Jason Derulo. Okay. Um, you got to be honest. They're all bops. It's um, a bop. Okay, so this idea of expectation. Um, the reason that I want to talk about this is because where we are right now in the world, nobody expected. In our houses. <laughs> in our, where, we, so where we are right now in our, in our back corner office that's smaller than you would expect. You can't tell on the video. Um, nobody expected that we would be here. For sure not. I was like 2020 New Year, New Me, because I every year I say that. <laughs> but here's the thing about expectation. Expectation is so often the thief of happiness. It's true. It's so often the thief of contentment. Mm-hmm. And, and because we create expectations and inevitably our reality doesn't live up to it. Yeah. And, and think about it this way. All right. Have you ever had a, like the reason that you would enjoy a surprise or a surprise party mm-hmm. is because you have no expectation whatsoever. Yeah. You're, not you're ex- just like going about your life. Right. You're just going about your day vibing. And then, <laughs> and then. It, whatever happens is outside of your expectation. It all yeah. exceeds your expectations. Right. On the flip side of that, we create expectations for so many things. Um, how about anniversary, Valentine's Day, birthday? Like, I don't know that anybody feels like they succeeded on Valentine's Day. I just feel like they didn't fail. You yeah. Know? Like you, you get a gift and you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like me. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, like on my birthday, I... Is, I, this is going to sound terrible, but like I expect to get a gift. Sure. I mean, most people do. She's so entitled. Okay. <laughs> no, but the, the truth is that expectation so often steals our happiness. Yeah. And even when even when our reality, we have nothing to be disappointed about. Right. Sometimes, though, um, your expectations not being met can be hilarious. Um, <laughs> any online shoppers out there, uh, especially now, I feel like think we, we're all online I think shoppers we are, right now. <laughs> um, who like order something on Amazon or from a hot new store on like Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And you get it and it's not what you expected. Um, I had a delightful time uh, last end of last year. We were getting married, Will and I, mm. and I wanted to get a backup dress because I had I had a dress that I wanted, but but it was a little expensive. And so just in case, I was like, I saw the cutest dress on Instagram. Wait, to the why did you need a backup dress? I didn't buy a backup tux. Just, what, what, were you, what were you planning on to do in the original dress? Well, like, what if I liked, what if, okay, what if I spent $50 on this dress from I don't know where, and it's perfect and I love it, and I can return a dress that is, like, 100 times more expensive? How great would that have been, yeah, that's right? Fair. So I I see this beautiful dress, and I was like, you know what? If it looks anything like this, I would just be happy to own it. So I order it. It says it's going to take, like, six weeks to get in. So... 
I wait and I wait and I wait. And eight weeks later, this dress finally arrives. And when I'm opening it, I didn't even know if it was the right package. Guys, we're going to put the pictures in the show notes because the disparity between the two was so comical that I had to do a (laughs) side-by-side fashion show. What I opened, I mean, couldn't, you couldn't clean the floor of the factory where the first dress was made with the materials <laughs> of the second dress. It was absolutely hysterical. It was worth every penny. That's amazing. There was also a time I remember when you were trying to buy me a, a book series. Uh, it was the, <laughs> oh, it yeah. was the Chron- Chronicles of Narnia, I think, was the book. The Chronic Whatcles of Narnia. Yeah. Are there, are there five books in that series? I Is it five? I don't know. We're going to ask Jeeves no, at the end of this no episode. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so you were trying to get me this book series, which is very thoughtful. It was very, I mean, I'm, you were trying to woo me. I'm and, a delight. So, And it said, you got it on Etsy and it said mm-hmm. a mini book series. Yeah. We're also going to attach a picture in the show notes <laughs> of what the mini book series that we bought looks like. But when you receive the package, it could fit in the palm of your hand. Yes. That was my first clue. Something was a muck. <laughs> <laughs> so you open this thing. And these five books, all the size of a matchbox. (laughs) Not even like, I think they were the size of a stamp. That's hilarious. And they obviously weren't, weren't real books that opened. They were, this gal has a whole business where she makes almost like dollhouse sized everything. But it did not say that on her site. So I feel like the term mini book series was misleading. Regardless, we're <laughs> it was we're so worth on. it. So the the way that the reason I started kind of thinking of this was this past Sunday was Easter Sunday, and I, I didn't even know that I had done this, but I had somehow in my mind created an expectation that it was going to be like it was when I was twelve. Right. Like, I don't like know, Christmas. Yeah. Like I don't even know why I did that. I didn't even know that I did that. But I just found myself getting toward the end of the day, being like, "Why am I disappointed?" But like, did I really expect that in quarantine that we were going to make baked ham and have mimosas and do brunch with my family? Like, no. Right. But still, I created an expectation in my head. We do it with Christmas. We do it with dates. We do it with all sorts of things. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I feel like everybody kind of needs a win right now. So you might not, you probably didn't even realize you were doing it, but you were just like, ah, Easter's coming. This will make me feel better. I also realized that I went out and bought you an Easter basket and I got candy for it. And really, I think I just bought that for myself. <laughs> Any gift of candy I is really for I said it was ourselves. for you, but I swear I have eaten <laughs> at least three quarters of that Easter basket. Um, no, but it's so true. And, and here's another thing uh, about expectations. Sometimes expectations become sexpectations, right? Ooh. Oh, I mean, have you... <laughs> Tune out, children. This is for the adults. <laughs> to all the 10-year-olds who listen to this podcast. No, this no, is for young adults. No, but I mean, we've all seen movies where yes. the actors in the movie the are acting, you know, and they come in after a first date or maybe they're a married couple and they're coming in after, you know, a lovely dinner and... Passion. Passion. Just... Zhuzh. All zest. Things are breaking. Lamps yeah. are getting knocked over. There, I mean, there's a tussle. There's a tussle. Like clothes are ripped off. To that. And the thing is, like, we create this expectation that our sex lives are supposed to be like that. Yeah. That our dates are supposed to go that way. We should way. measure it against that. And it always seems like, first of all, that isn't real. No. Like, that is acting. You cannot and- afford to replace that much furniture every time <laughs> that you have sex. 
<laughs> okay, well, some of you can. <laughs> that much furniture or that many buttons. I just, <laughs> all my shirts. But like, inevitably. <laughs> I'm, I'm a butterfly collector and, you know, he and, builds dollhouses. And I so. name crayons. So, um, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Oh my God, me. that's the best job. Um, but no, realistically, like that just so seldom happens. Yeah. And then inevitably, even though you have a normal marriage or the normal sex life, you feel like you're failing. So what I want to do is I want to discuss three things that I think contribute to our distorted view of reality sure. to help kind of bridge the gap between our expectations and our reality. And the first one is going to feel self-explanatory. Sure. Warning. The first one is going to seem really obvious, but the first one is unrealistic expectations. Now, these aren't always expectations that you've created for yourself. This isn't just your fault. Right. The movies we see, the social media that we music. watch, the music we listen music to. Music videos. Remember those guys? Yeah. You, remember you, when those were made? Do you remember music television, <laughs> otherwise known as MTV? But they create all of these unrealistic expectations. Right. Here's an example. I literally have seen a picture of the Mona Lisa a million times mm-hmm. inside of the Louvre, right? Like the picture of it inside there. If you go see the Mona Lisa, you know what you see? The back of people's heads. You see 300 people standing in front of you holding up their iPhones in the air mm-hmm. and a tiny picture from across the room. That's what you see. Right. Because people are everywhere. It's in the, in the images of it. It's an empty room and it's this beautiful painting. The Eiffel Tower on every postcard you ever see. The lights are on and there's fireworks in the background. <laughs> and there's literally and a love science. love is in the air. And love is in the air. And, <laughs> and the smell of crepes is in your nose. <laughs> but... It's this unrealistic expectation that in images, the blues are bluer, the reds are richer, and inevitably the reality that we experience doesn't live up to the expectations that we create. Right. Whereas, like you were saying about Easter, it was not that the day wasn't good. Um, It's not like your trip to Paris isn't good. It's that you had an unrealistic expectation that maybe you've whatever you've seen online or or how you were told it was going to be, what you thought you would experience it didn't live up to your expectation, but had you just allowed yourself to have your own experience, you probably wouldn't have been disappointed. If you right. had just been like, I'm going to go to Paris and my experience is going to be what it is or on Easter, whatever day I have is going to be the day I have, then you could have actually enjoyed it. And here's the important thing to that point. We are not saying to lower your expectations. No. Now, some people say, hey, if you never have any expectations, you can never be disappointed. That is not what no. we're saying. Don't lower your that's expectations. Foolery. That is, that's tomfoolery. <laughs> but don't lower your expectations. Hold them with open hands. Yeah. And I, I would say, like you said, expect if you go on a trip, on a vacation, don't expect that this is going to be the best vacation that you've ever had and that you're going to feel more relaxed than you've ever felt in your life. Well, then if that doesn't happen, your whole vacation is a loss. Right. Instead, expect like what you said, I'm going to have a unique experience and I'm going to welcome whatever comes and let that be your expectation. Yeah. On a relaxing day, I'm going to relax. And on an adventurous day, I'm going to have an adventure instead of expecting it to just live up to all the hype. Right. So first one is unrealistic expectations. Don't lower them, but hold them with open hands. Number two, Gene. The second one is comparison. And obviously, like what we were just saying, this happens a lot because of social media and music and movies. Um, But I think the thing here that we need to just be really mindful of is, first of all, we need to be cautious of comparing ourselves to someone else's best day. They're highly real, what we see on on Instagram and assuming that that is their every day. Right. 
it's not like it's November. How are you at the beach all right, the time? Exactly. For one, it's not November you don't now, even but. know that that photo or that video is from that day. And even if it is, you don't know if five minutes after they posted that they were crying in their bedroom. Like, right. This is this is a tough time and you're not doing yourself any favors if you look at what you see online and you think, oh, look at how great they're doing and how happy they are. Why am I struggling like this? Right. And I think another piece of this, too, is don't compare your situation right now to your situation before coronavirus happened. Right. Don't like, don't compare you to you because Right. That's not this fair. is different. And yeah, don't compare yourself to a past you. I mean, even physically, you've seen people like looking at pictures and they're like, oh, I looked so young then. My skin was so right. tight. And I think I think this goes not only for for your current situation compared to your situation before this. I mean, maybe you're out of your job now and that's obviously like not the most comforting thing. But also I think we need to be mindful of not comparing our our capacity, our mental and physical capacity right now to what it was before. Before this, we had a normal social life and we went to work and we got to see our friends. It's just not really fair to you. Oh, my pre-quarantine person was awesome. Oh, <laughs> she was banging, you know? <laughs> Living their best she, life. She had a lot going on. And and I I just think something that we have to keep in mind right now is the whole world is at a standstill. So why would you expect yourself to move at lightning speed? That's yeah. that's just not being kind to yourself. Yeah. And I almost kind of want to go back on something that I said. Not go back on it, but just expand on it that I said in a previous episode where I had said something along the lines of like, use this time to be productive. And I think that's good. Like do something with this time sure. to be creative. But if you need some time to just like vibe, if you need some time just yeah. to like be sad or to rest or to like feel what you're feeling, do that. Like yeah. take, that's okay. Cons- it's okay to feel that. Consider this time to be like, remember when you were a kid and you'd be at the pool and then you would stop. And for- I would pretend that I was Spider-Man on the walls <laughs> of the pool. I mean, obviously. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't do that? No. Um, no, but like when you would stop for a meal, like they, you and your friends would have lunch and then you wouldn't be allowed back in the pool for an hour. I just think it would help us all if we just tried to view this time as that. This is not permanent. This is not forever. And we will eventually be able to jump back in the pool. But just consider this time to be that waiting period before you got to jump back in. And that doesn't mean do nothing. You don't, you didn't do nothing while your food digested. Just do something else. Yeah, that's great. Do what you can to enjoy this time. That's great. Okay, so the first two, again, are unrealistic expectations and comparison. And then the third thing that I think helps create a gap between our expectation and our reality is isolation. Yeah. Now, you might hear that and you might be like, well, well, what the heck do you want me to do about <laughs> what that? What is my other option? Right now, right? Just because we're socially distant doesn't mean we have to be socially isolated. And I know that that's easier said than done. It does take a little bit of work. But let's be honest, relationships even outside of a quarantine take work. Right. Especially Here's, in your 30s. Am I right? Right. The reason that isolation contributes to this distorted reality is because isolation lacks perspective. When you are the only person experiencing your reality, that reality becomes distorted. And, and think of it this way. Over 80% of our self-talk and of our, of our thoughts that we have about ourselves are negative. Think about that. 80% of the thoughts that you have in a given day about yourself are negative. Just like a running, like in back of your mind, just right. a running stream of thought. If you are the only person speaking into yourself, if you're isolated and you're the only person speaking into yourself, dear God, 80% of what you're consuming is negative. Yeah. So 
isolation contributes to a distortion of reality because it works on the assumption that you are the only one operating within that reality. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, and, and I've experienced this, you have too. I'm, I've had some really bad days where I feel like my whole sense of self was just distorted. I I thought terrible things about myself and what I'm capable of and, and just forgot about times that I took risks and and times I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and and I can't rely on you all the time. I mean, if you're quarantined with with friends or a spouse or a partner, obviously you can't go to just each other all the time. I so I FaceTimed my sister and I told her exactly everything super raw how I was feeling and and it was some negative stuff and she was super patient with me and she just said, "I want to validate your feelings." But you just need to know that while the feeling is real, that doesn't make it true. And she just reminded me who I am. And no, I didn't feel better immediately. We're in quarantine. (laughs) Like, let's be realistic. But but it it did help. It gave me perspective. Yeah. Think about isolation like looking at clouds. If you're lying down on your back and you're looking up at the clouds, you might see an elephant. And then the person next to you might look up and see a sunflower. They might look at the same cloud and see a sunflower. Sure, obviously they're wrong, and but... Then, <laughs> right. <laughs> because everyone knows that sunflowers grow on the ground, not in the sky. But the, two people might look at the same thing and one person might see something different. And then what you can say to that is, huh, I never thought of it that way. Right. And now I see the sunflower too. That's why counseling so great. Right. But if you're in isolation, you only have the ability to look at your reality from your perspective. And sometimes your perspective is limited. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really difficult to live up to your expectations and experience a real reality when you're the only one yeah. experiencing it. So once again, those three things that I think contribute to our reality not living up to our expectations is Absolutely. one, unrealistic expectations. Hold those expectations with open hands and hold them loosely. Two, comparison. Don't compare your everyday to somebody else's best day. And three, isolation. Just because you're socially distant doesn't mean you have to be socially isolated. Yeah. And maybe you went into this quarantine with expectations of this is going to be super fun and so relaxing and it's going to be a party. We thought it was going to be awesome. We had the most fun and obviously it dwindled. You you can only play Scrabble so many times. (laughs) Or maybe uh, you're like us, you're an Enneagram three and a super achiever and you're like, oh man, I'm going to take every masterclass and I'm going to get so much done and all the creativity. Um, Or maybe you're more of a worrier and you were like, oh, this is it. The world is ending. Yep. Um, and, and obviously none of our expectations were met. And I think that's because no one's expectations going into this are going to be met. Right. Guys, this hasn't happened to humans in over a hundred years. Since Satchel Paige was striking out 13 people. Precisely. (laughs) But on a serious note, guys, if, if you're having a harder time than you expected, or you're having a harder time compared to other people you're seeing online, you just need to remember this. Everyone's experience right now is going to be different. And you're not weak because you're feeling big feelings. You're not doing it wrong just because some days feel way too hard. And there's nothing wrong with you if you're crying a few times a week. In fact, I cried during this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I almost did. I actually read online that a good solid cry actually activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Don't ask me where that is, but that actually relaxes your body and it can even release endorphins and oxytocin into your body to create a sense of calm and well being. So, who, long story who short, who doesn't want that? Cry. Just go find a closet somewhere. Absolutely. And just let it out. <laughs> um, I just want to leave you guys with this, though. Give yourself some credit 
this is hard for everybody. Try to focus on the healthy habits that allow you to have more good days than bad and use your technology to stay connected to your people because the truth is they need you too. That's incredible. I have nothing to add. Um, Guys, if you... Uh, want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. Let us know what you're doing, how you're doing. You can do that on our Instagram page. That's at Gen Y Podcast. That's at G-E-N-W-H-Y Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. And guys, if you know someone who is struggling or just needs a reminder that they're actually doing great, please share this episode with them. And as always, like this episode if you liked it, subscribe if you haven't, and a review would be so helpful and appreciated to help make this podcast easier for others to find the community that they're looking for. So guys, we love you. We're with you. And we can't wait to meet you back here next week for another episode of the Generation Y podcast. 